This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Oh my God. Get our heads right on a Thursday. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one today, I can tell you that right now. Hope you're having a great morning. Thanks for starting your day with us. Really appreciate it. Had a uh, small crisis averted this morning as I got to work and looked around uh, at my little, my little workspace here, and I did not see my readers. And I have, I've really fallen off the cliff since July 19th when I turned 47 years old. It's bad. Uh, breasts are a little jigglier. Belly's a little bigger. Eyes have gone. Vision's a little blurrier. Vision's blurrier. I can't read a foot in front of me. Paulie was going to have to print the rundown like you would print it for a 90-year-old man. I was, when you told me that, I had already made it up in my mind that I was going, it was going to be obnoxiously large. Your rundown would have been 35 pages. 35 pages. I'm like flipping through. <laughs> And uh, so I went down the hall to our friends, John and Tammy, and I said, stupid question. Does anybody have an extra set of readers? And they both go, yeah, no problem. So I've got Tammy's turquoise readers on right now. <laughs> and uh, save my ass. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Crisis averted for you. Yeah. Not so much for me this morning. How so? Uh, woke up. Threw on some clothes, went to the bathroom, and one of the three dogs, maybe even two of the three dogs, <laughs> and I have an idea on which ones in particular. Well, based on how the week has gone, did they die? No. Oh, okay. Good. No. Okay, they, so that's a dub for you. They just decided to leave not one present, not two present, multiple little presents on the bath mat uh, right by the toilet and the bathtub and... Just a nightmare, yeah. and so I grab some stuff, and I'm picking it up. I'm, you know, they're just little little nuggets, nuggets. okay, little I nuggets, can handle which the is nuggets. fine. But for whatever reason, gotcha. like bent over, and I happen to be right by the toilet, 
the, as I'm picking them up, it just it, it, it hits the nostrils in a way. Yeah, at 4 o'clock in the morning, too. The, the gagging, and I'm trying to fight it down. I hate throwing up. I, I hate it I more hate than it anything. So Even much. though I know it's instant relief. Yeah, instant. I still hate it so much. Me, too. And I, I pick up one, I pick up two, I pick up... Everywhere. Just... Threw up. Right, yeah. On the oh, ground? No. In the, oh, in the toilet. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. But... It's not the uh, best way to start your day. No. And, uh, <laughs> and I you... already time my mornings out. Where yeah, it's of like, course. I've got a routine, and I know to get out the door at this time, I have this. I can stay in bed. Even if I'm awake, sure. I can stay warm and in bed until this time and have this amount of time to get ready, get my coffee and all that. And then it just set me back like 10 minutes, and I'm just like, uh, And I feel like crap because you just threw up. Yeah, it's never a good way to start your day with, with doo-doo and vomit. Oh, yeah. Uh, A.K.A. what we'll be naming our show soon. <laughs> Dude, welcome to Doo-Doo and Vomit here on 97.3 The Fan. Ben, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> that it? That's all you got? Yes! Hmm. Dummy. Who farted? <laughs> He is, uh, he's not here today. I think that election hit him hard. I really do. He's oh, out. my God, I'm high. He's out. Ben is out today. He's out sick. Yeah. Kind of saw that one coming a little bit. I did, too. Now, we had our speaking engagement that we did with the old pros uh, the night before last. And he said to me as we were walking in, I don't want to admit it. But I can't fight it anymore. I'm getting sick. And I said, oh, no, dude. Now, it is going around. There was a story this morning on the news as I was getting ready that basically said, yeah, cold and flu season has arrived in San Diego before Thanksgiving, and it's terrible. Now, we've got the rule here at Odyssey, uh, and I think probably you, wherever you work as well, you probably have the same rule. If you're sick, don't come in. That's Mm -hmm. just it. It's so... We've learned a lot over the last couple of years. We have. We've learned a lot. And uh, it sucks, though. It it sucks for him. He had to bang Channel 10 last night um, and then obviously is not going to be in here today. And, you know, we're at the point now where I'm like, don't don't worry about tomorrow. Like, if you can't make it tomorrow. I've already come to grips with the fact that he won't be here Get yourself the extra day. And look, the thing is, is we're going to bust his balls for the next four hours. Because that's just what happens on this show. Um, That being said, I'll say, I will will lay it down that as your commander-in-chief, I approve his days off, his sick days. He's absolutely uh, entitled to well, they're well-deserved and uh, the dude runs ragged. And to be frank, Paulie, I'm surprised he's not sick more. Like, I'm surprised he's not sick all the time. Yeah. And so he's here. He, he's not going to be here today. And I, I would assume he's not going to be here tomorrow. So I hope he feels better. But if, you know, like if you're Ben's mom, Kim, who listens every day, she's like our biggest tier one. The, the, I would take today off. Yeah. We <laughs> we have to do what we have to do. Yeah. I would. Right? Uh, I would. Kim, I love you. We love dearly. you so you're, much. You're like my own mother. You're an angel. She really is. She's like a you're mom the show to me. Mom. Yeah, show you're not mom. just Ben's mom. Yeah, my mom lives far away. If my mom lived here, she'd be like the show mom yeah. too. Actually, I don't think she would listen. 
I don't know that she's ever heard me do five minutes of oh, radio. My mom lives 1,200 miles away and wants to listen and refuses to accept, oh, I can just listen online or on <laughs> Paul, an app. I don't have a radio. Yeah. I'm like, You're like, oh, my God. Y'all come up this far? I why does my mom, my mom's not I from know, the I know, I just gave her a Southern accent, but, though. Yeah, so she would, she would probably listen. She'd also probably, like, greet us with lasagna or something at which, like every 8 a.m. 8 every day which would be fantastic <laughs> which absolutely would be fantastic uh, kim used to bring ben and i treats all the time in the corona cave I mean, how did I, you gain all the weight i think uh i think like one day she's like here's english muffins i can go whip up an omelet for you i'm like well this is fantastic back to the corona cave but no i you know i want ben to feel better it's tough dude i i we were talking i'm a lasagna hog we were talking about it the other day uh when we did the speaking thing paulie and you know, somebody asked us the old, the age-old question, you know, hey, what's it like having to work so early? And I said, man, we're not the only ones that work early for sure. We're not. And there are guys that get on the road before we do that, that you know, drive trucks, that are heading to a job site, like real men that do real man jobs. And I have always appreciated those guys. That being said, you can get to a job site and be like, oh, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease my way in. You can't ease your way in here. You got to be mentally sharp for four hours straight with really not a breather in between so you know oh, it, there we go what kim, kim just texted us. oh she did i'm right here oh no kim we can we love you but you know what we, we are not in the business of telling anybody <laughs> hey turn off the radio but maybe maybe t just go back to sleep it's, i mean or go do go do something else no you know when listen to the daily diddy I'm, podcast or uh, spotify playlist i mean when i'm out they take my name out of the show so like it's it's it, i don't listen anymore because i get infuriated <laughs> so it's just what we do on this show paulie never misses because he really can um which sucks for him but like it's uh that, but no that's what we do on this show if i get sick you guys are both like well we just don't even we're just not coming in <laughs> it's fine these readers are messing with me they're good but they're almost too good it's too clear it's like hurting my brain <laughs> um but yeah so listen the guy grinds so the guys were asking us hey what's it like and i said i said for me you know it's good i'm used i'm somewhat used to it now i said but for ben to i always think about ben Pauly at like Three o'clock in the afternoon, mm. as I have just woken up from a Big Mac fueled nap or something, and then I get up and I'm like, "Oh God, I feel like ass." And I'm like, "That dude is sitting in traffic going to a job he's going to be at for at least nine hours." And I think about it every day, and I just go, "God, how does he pull himself together?" Now, a lot of guys in media will will enhance their performance in certain ways, <laughs> right? Ben won't do it, so. He does it all natural. Like, he really, really does. No Red That's Bull. That's just staggering. It's staggering. No Red Bull. No MCT oil. Uh, Mountain Dew. Uh, no Mountain Dew. Nothing. Nothing. Not even, I mean, like, he'll have an extra cup of coffee. But I have two <laughs> cups of coffee a day just to get through it. Yeah, same here. I got two in the morning. So, he really is a legend. He is. And, and nobody works harder than that guy. So, he deserves. <laughs> I, I just, I wish he was. I wish he was going to enjoy it. Hopefully he's high as a kite on some syrup. I doubt he is <laughs> on some syrup laying in bed, but uh, hopefully he doesn't listen today as well. We actually have a really Such a great feeling it to, is. Oh, like, to know that you're not waking up early the next morning yeah. and you're sick and just hit the NyQuil. See, I even if I have the sniffles or I'm, I'm starting to come down with something, and I know NyQuil would help, there's no right 
dosage of NyQuil where I won't feel like groggy and crappy the next at day. 4 a.m. Yeah, the next day. It's And I still I still do it when I get sick. But um, both of my kids are sick. I had to go get Taylor from school yesterday. Bo's feeling better. Um, but Taylor was a wreck. So I got him home, put him down for a nap, grabbed a nap myself. And uh, then we got the, the text from Ben like, hey, so sorry to do this to you guys. And, you know, your immediate reaction is, mother blank. And my wife's like, what? I'm like, Ben's out. Oh, He's yeah. sick. I was, God. Effing. <laughs> and he goes, what? 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 I'm like, it's nothing. It's, it's Ben's out tomorrow. And I'm, I'm certainly not mad at him. I could hear he was getting sick. I'm just mad. I'm not mad at him. I'm just mad at the situation. <laughs> my wife just tweeted at Ben and Woods for the first time in a while. She says, at Ben and Woods, real men who do real man jobs and three bell emojis. How is that misogynistic? I'm making fun of us. We're not real men that do real man jobs. There are manly jobs out there, right? Oh, God, I'm stepping deep. I can feel myself stepping deeper in it. Right? Am I wrong here? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) God, nobody ever has my back, ever. All right. All right, real people out there that do real people jobs. Is that better? (laughs) Can't do anything anymore. Really can't. Really, really can't. I'm excited about today, man. Uh, we've got Skip Schumacher joining us. And it feels different, right? Because Skip Schumacher is now the the manager of the Florida Marlins. And so... The skipper. Uh, the skipper. And he's like, I- I'm going to have to get him to change. Because he's been called Skip his whole life. you got to change your name. Call me Captain. <laughs> Call me Commander. Right? Call me anything but Skip. Call me he's, Sir. <laughs> he's been Skip his whole life. So they're like, Skip. He's like, damn it. That's part of the gig. Once you get the manager's job, that everyone calls you Skip. Right. And that's the best part. But maybe, I mean, it was maybe it was a fait accompli that he became a manager because his name is Skip. Um, it's like an achievement to get to get the, the nickname, the nickname Skip. Skip. Yes. Like, hey, I need you guys. To, yeah, I need you to call me Captain or Commander. He's been speaking it into existence <laughs> for, for his, his whole his life. whole life. So I, uh, I was thinking about it today. I'm so fascinated to ask him, Paulie, all these questions that I've never really been able to ask, like Jace Tingler or Andy Green or even Bob Melvin. So I would imagine Bob Melvin's interview with A.J. Preller and Peter Seidler is different than Skip's uh, interview with the owner and the general manager. Like getting of the a floor. first-time job. Of course. Yeah. So that's what I want to know. Now, I could have asked Jace Tingler, hey, what did A.J. make you do? What kind of hoops did you have to jump through? Yeah, but he didn't have a years-long relationship with Jace prior that's, to that. That's exactly right. So now we know Skip pretty well. I can be like, all right, man, brass tacks. Like, what? Like, there's a, there's so many candidates they interview. It's one of those jobs you're like, they're not going to call me. And then when they call you, you're like, holy crap, I got the job. <laughs> uh, it's got to feel really, really good for him. So I want to ask him about all of that. Like, what was it like going through that process? What did they make you do? What do you think sold them? On you as a manager, so really excited to get some inside baseball stuff. I'm fascinated by that. Like me too, the whole interview process, especially for a first time manager. Yeah, absolutely. Were you nervous? Was there a point? Did you know? Was there a point in the interview process where you're like, I believe this, I I got, (laughs) or I got this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always think the other. Oh, I just said the wrong thing. Oh, see, I I interview very well. I think I've always felt comfortable with that. I apparently I probably say, I probably say. misogynistic things. Is it not the Florida Marlins? No, it's the Miami Marlins. Yeah. Good call, Artie. Thank you for correcting us. I like that our audience sits with their red pen and just waits for us to make a mistake. Yeah, the the Miami Marlins. Hold on. Remix. Yeah, remix. Okay, Miami Marlins. All right. So um, 
Yeah, it's Ben. It's Woods and Paul today. Ben is out sick, and we have a lot of fun, funny things planned. Uh, this is going to excite you. I don't you. even know where to begin. Honestly, I know I don't either. It's like drinking from a fire hose. But I've got for you guys. I got a source. You guys know that. I got sources. I'm I'm always reluctant to say what they tell me. I don't want to burn them, and I would never use their name. But I got a little nugget yesterday, and I wanted to share it with you guys. It's Padres related. We got four pitchers that the San Diego Padres are actively looking at. Okay, I think to be fair, is that the scoop that there's four pitchers, or are you going to tell us the four? I'm going to tell you exactly who they are. Okay, by name. All right, and and one of them won't surprise you. I think a couple of them will. Give that to you guys next. We'll also have a daily ditty selection. Excited about today. Going to need you, Tier 1s. Help pull us through. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. The fan, my Diddy selection today. 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, the great Duran Duran. Now, Ben has picked this song before, but I chose a live version. (laughs) So there you go. Live uh, in Oakland. Yeah, because it's my favorite Duran Duran song. They just got nominated. Paulie, I don't know. You missed probably the Duran Duran revolution a little bit bit before your time, but think about Harry Styles, right? Massive. Huge. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yes. Now have a band of four guys that are as handsome as Harry Styles. Put them all together and have them be phenomenal musicians. Do cool, exotic videos. Because there was no internet. There was no way to go viral other than MTV. And I remember being nine years old watching these videos going, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. Now, you guys are on yachts and there's, you know, beautiful women everywhere and you're running through jungles. Like, I'm all the way on board with you, Duran Duran. The four of the most handsome human beings you'll ever see, by the way. Yeah. Just incredible. Now, I'm curious. Are they. I was a little surprised that they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why? 
obviously I, I, I missed the Duran Duran era. I was born in 1990, sorry. But I've gone back and appreciated and grown to love a lot of musicians, 70s, 80s, you know, before my time. Sure. And I never really... It's not that I didn't get on board with Duran Duran. It's just that I like the like the couple of songs that I know right. from them are good. But like, I only think "Hungry Like the Wolf," which is it's badass. Kind of, it's a sticky. It seems it's so good. <laughs> you got to see the video. This is the thing. The video is what sucks you in. And when I look at like, for whatever it's worth, like their streaming numbers yeah. on, on Spotify, and it, it could just be my generation or the Spotify generation, but. They have like three absolute banger songs with huge numbers, and then after that, it's eh, whatever. They have sold over a hundred million records. They are massive. They're massive. Now, again, you're talking about two. No, like there's no. It's different now. I I think people will. It's hard for them to understand when you can access anything you want whenever you can. Sure. You know. So it's. uh, But I. They're very deserving. Um, one of the bands that I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to see. I heard they just played in the, at the Greek or something, and I missed it, and I'm very, very upset. And, of course, they skipped San Diego, to my knowledge, so I uh, will not see that. So, yes, I'll, let's get into those nuggets that I promised you guys. i got four names for you that the uh, Padres purportedly are interested in. And I think, like I said, you know, one is no surprise. And, and this is a, a DM that I got yesterday from a, uh, you know, somebody that was, is, is in the know. And that's all I can really say about it. You know me, too. I always get nervous about... You never do that. Yeah, I don't, dude. But, you know, look, I, it's free agent season. It's one of those things. And, and here's the other thing I hope my audi- I hope our audience realizes, too, Pauly. Well, you know what else I don't do? I don't make stuff up. You know that. Never. Right? I never go to the... Never. Like, I never would make something up to, like, ooh, let's get ratings and let's make up... You know, this story that I got this from a guy that uh, is in the know. So he says. Right. And so I I just thought, you know what, I'm going to share it with you because these are interesting names. So obviously the first one is uh, no stranger to the San Diego Padres. That's Pierce Johnson from uh, my reports say that they are very, 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 very interested in bringing Pierce Johnson back. I think we can all get on board with that. The other one is the guy from Japan, Kodai Senga, who, by the way, Everybody is in on. He's got a, uh, a devastating, devastating splitter, an 80 grade, grades out at 80, which is great. Um, he is he is phenomenal. Um, and he is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal young pitcher, and I think he'd be a great fit here. So I don't think that's really any surprise. The last two are a bit of a surprise, and uh, those names are Trevor Williams and Jacob deGrom. Wow. Is uh, two names that the Padres are interested in. Now, they both were Mets last year. And Trevor Williams is, was injured, but San actually. San Diego guy? Yeah, San Diego guy. Put up pretty decent numbers for a guy that was, was banged up. Uh, played only in 30 games, started nine of them, pitched about 90 innings, pitched to a, what, 321 ERA in a really, really kind of tough division. Um, here's the thing with Trevor. He was kind of like DeGrom's shadow buddy, right? Like, hey, DeGrom can't go. Trevor gets the start. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So when I heard that they were looking at both of them, I went, okay, makes sense. Like, why mess with a good thing? And so that, to me, you know, if you got two of those guys, and, and really, 
the 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 two starters there, the like the hardcore starting pitchers are Jacob Degrom and and Senga from Japan. You got one of those guys, your rotation's looking better. You got three of those guys, you're looking much much better because it bolsters the bullpen as well. So that's Grom, what I heard. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. How that's, do you how do you feel about that? I feel great about it. And and honest to God, what I would again, let me reiterate, it's not my money to spend. It's not. And Peter Seidler has has a willingness to spend money. And we all watched DeGrom pitch against the Padres in the playoffs. The thing with with DeGrom that you always have to worry about is his injuries. Now, does anybody have a problem tapping the brakes on a, 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 a Jacob DeGrom on a start in April, May, June, July? Even I July? I don't care if they didn't even start him until June. I don't June. care if the guy doesn't pitch till August. Yeah. I swear to God. Like, yeah. if, you have, if you have healthy prime DeGrom for September and October, a two-month pitcher... He's that good, and we saw him. He's disgusting, and when healthy, he is—he's one of, if not Elite. the best pitcher in the game. Yeah. So those are the names that I heard. Do with that what you will. Um, now, again, every time something comes out that that AJ Preller, you know, guys that AJ Preller is interested in, he'll absolutely surprise you, and you're like, oh my god, we just got Class A from the Indians. Like it, it, it rarely, rarely pans out. I just wanted to share with you what I heard. And give you a little, uh, a couple of little Padres nuggets today. All right, thoughts on that? You can take your calls. You can tweet us, uh, whatever. So we don't do this a lot, but we later on in the show, AJ Preller was on with Gwen and Chris yesterday, and uh, Paulie pulled all the clips. And I said, you know what we should do? Let's play the whole thing at nine. The whole thing in its entirety. I want to listen to the whole thing, the questions, the answers. We'll talk about it then. But we'll play a couple of clips sure. uh, coming up next. Kind of, kind of wet your whistle for that. We got a couple of big announcements, too. I'm not sure when we're going to do them. I'm not sure. I don't even know if today's the right day. I'm starting to think maybe tomorrow's Maybe the tomorrow's the right day for a couple of big announcements, one of which actually we'll talk about. One we will. The next one we'll save till tomorrow. Uh, ben is out sick today. Please send him your well wishes. I think the election took a lot out of him. But as your president, I pledge that I would be here for you. Everybody handles defeat differently. That's exactly right. Yeah, Some guys rise to it, and some guys stay in bed with the covers over their head. This is your president speaking. F you. Stay by the dial. All right, we'll play some of that AJ Preller sound next. We'll talk about uh, more Padres because that's what we love to do here on Ben and Woods 97.3 The Fan. Scoop there, thank you. Last segment, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, right? Look, to say that a team is interested in a really great pitcher isn't much of a scoop. That being said, I mean, boy, I can say AJ from the Padres, though. Yeah, I mean, I could sure see it, though. I could sure see it happening. Here's an interesting tweet I just saw. 
Nine hours ago, Paulie, do the math. Reverse it. Nine hours ago. Uh, was what time? Nine-ish. Nine p.m. One, two, three. That's really good. Yeah. Nine, 939. So we got the text from Ben Higgins, who's out today, my Secretary of State. Uh, he's out sick. Can't go to work at Channel 10, right? And can't come into the radio program today. So it's me and Paulie today, and you tier ones as well. I'll be definitely opening the phones later. That I promise you. Slow time of year anyway. Um, he tweeted, though, nine hours ago. Ready for this? Give me uh, basketball Ben. Nine hours ago, Ben Higgins. Sickly. Ben Higgins tweets. Interesting. Steve Lavin's USD men's basketball team improves to 2-0 and with a 79-73 win over FGCU. The Eagles beat USC in their opener on Monday. Doesn't take a lot of energy to tweet. Doesn't take a lot of energy to watch a basketball game, right? So he gets a pass there. There should be. I feel like though, if you're on Twitter, get your ass to work. Get your ass to work. Yes. <laughs> if you, I always tr- make it a point when I'm homesick. I don't tweet. <laughs> I don't tweet. I'll tweet on vacation a little bit sometimes, but I will not tweet when I'm sick. I ignore everything. When I'm sick. So you're well enough to sit and watch USD men's basketball. Congratulations, by the way, Bill McGillis and his crew. Yeah, that's a great win. That's a great win. Good for them. And, uh, but if you're. It's like, you know, Ben, if you can type, I mean, we could just. You could type all of your thoughts. Oh, I'll just read them. And we'll, yeah, throw them into the machine or something. Like. Was he was he lying in bed watching the game, hopefully with a, a giant vomit trash can next to him because he's so sick? No, he, he didn't. So he's he was up. He was watching basketball. He couldn't even take a night off from uh, you know being the sports guy that he is. And uh, the Radwood tweets, and I like how now that he's won the election, Stephen Wood started to say my audience before correcting himself to our audience. Yes, you're right. I'm drunk with power. Drunk with power. But at least I'm here. Okay, at least I am here. So uh, we've got some some clips to play you guys from yesterday. So AJ Preller at the you know at the uh, GM meetings in Las Vegas uh, found some time to join Gwen and Chris yesterday. See, and look, like real quick, sorry. Say again. Ben could totally come if he can tweet. If he can type, he could come in and just text his thoughts to us. And then we can do this. Hi, it's me, Ben Higgins. Hi, Suck Ben. Suck it, Woods. Suck it, Woods. He would never. He would never ever. Um, so let's play Paulie the clip about w- what their strategy is for building a starting rotation. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, in, in the thing uh, you mentioned, I think from a starting standpoint, can can never have enough starting pitching. I think we'll look at all all the different avenues, you know, trade, free agency. Uh, I think a lot in our own system, you know, guys guys in our system that are. You know that that are going to have a chance to develop and step up. Um, Six-year free agents, which is minor league free agency. We'll look at all those avenues. And you know, again, I think the, similar to what we've tried to do the last couple of years is build up a staff that uh, has a lot of depth and a lot of quality and, and can withstand the 162 uh, game season. And uh, you know, I think we'll we'll be looking at all that uh, here over the course of the next you know few weeks and months to to look and have a deep starting rotation uh, going into spring training for Bob and for Ruben. Well, it's something that is obviously of paramount uh, importance, and you saw the Padres, even with you know a, a bunch of guys that you thought they got us there, man. They did. They got us to the 
the proverbial promised land. You know, beat the Mets, beat the Dodgers. We all know how it played out. But you really ran out. You ran out of gas with, uh, starting pitching-wise. And, you know, my heart really, it, as a human being, my heart still really does break for Mike Clevenger. Spotted uh, a four-run lead. Go out there, man. Literally, Clev, get us nine outs. Get us nine outs. Let us turn it over to the bullpen and see what happens. And uh, I don't think he got one out. And that was a really, really, like you said, it was the worst day of his life. And, you know, look, as somebody that's played, not at that level, but played, you never want to let your teammates down, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. And uh, Ben can relate this morning, you know, so hopefully today's the worst day of his life as he's let me and Paul down uh, this morning. But like, Interesting. Steve Laban's USD team improves to 2-0 and with a 79-73 win over FGCU. The Eagles beat USC in their opener on Monday. Ben sounds very Magic Johnson-y with his tweets he, when I put it through the machine. Abs- ben is a little bit Magic Johnson-y with his tweets. <laughs> that just laid me out. Robot Ben should make appearances throughout the show. Here's the problem, though. You're going to be over there typing Robot Ben in. I need you to engage. That's what I need. So I'm, I'm at a loss because it's really funny. Uh, that being said, so we did run out of starting pitching. Seen a lot of uh, the Tier 1s out there, Padre fans. Saying, man, you know, listen, and, and I'll say Nick Martinez is a really, really interesting cat because he needs to he needs to opt out by today at 2 p.m., I do believe is the deadline. So 2 p.m., he needs to make a decision yes. on his future. The fact that he hasn't yet does lead me to believe that they are working on something behind the, the, the scenes. And Dennis Lynn, in his, his most recent piece in The Athletic, pretty much said the same thing. Um Here's what he said. He said, on Wednesday, the Padres were still optimistic they would bring back their most versatile pitcher. Whether just before or sometime after Thursday's deadline for him to decide on a $6.5 million player option. The two sides had spent recent days and hours discussing a range of scenarios. AJ said, obviously, he could stay in the current deal. Uh, there are other possibilities if he were to opt out or just the ability to restructure the deal. So they can... What's he at? Is he at Nine? Not six point five. Six point five. Yeah, so six point five would be his option. Uh, so he's thirty two years old. He needs to decide that he can get a be- better guarantee, Paulie, than almost twenty million dollars over three years. Now I see a lot of tier ones saying, "Well, hey man, you re-sign Martinez, and you know six point five million dollars, he slots into your four. I'll say this, man. He is he's a better reliever than he is a starter. I mean, the, if you look at the, the sample size, which isn't a massive one, it's not huge by any stretch, uh, but he is really, really good in that role. And he has pitched himself into, uh, he's very trustworthy. Bob Melvin leaned on him a lot in the oh, yeah. playoffs, and he delivered. I mean, he was fantastic. So I'm not so sure that the right move is just throwing him in the rotation because, again, he was better. He was a better uh, swing man. He was a better hell. He closed games. He's very, very versatile. And that kind of guy, man, you need that kind of guy. I wonder, though. I wonder what the mentality of a pitcher is. Same. Because uh, unless you're an elite closer, like Josh Hader knows his role. Yeah, he, he he's not going into spring training going, God, I'd sure love to really start if for given, a starting spot. Given a chance. You know, but does, I don't know, you mentioned Pierce Johnson earlier. Does deep down, does he. Would he want to be a starting pitcher? I don't if he think could? so. I don't think so. Or does he know he's a relief pitcher? This... And does Nick Martinez want to be a starting pitcher? Does he think he's only a relief pitcher? Does he just want to be on the Padres? Yeah, like, you just want to play because like... there's another team out there at, for sure that will pay him more than 
we may more than nineteen more than nineteen five for three. Maybe I, I think he earned it. And they'll say, "Hey, man, you're going to be our number two starting pitcher." I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I don't know if they, if he's projected as that. So he logged uh, 52 and a third innings as a starter. He had a 4.30 ERA, 27 walks as a reliever, a 2.22, 15 walk walks in 65 innings. So, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he threw more relief innings and he threw them a lot more effectively. At this point in your career, if you're 32 years old, you've been pitching in Japan. AJ took a chance on you, and you have a role like. It's weird that your role is, hey, your role is whatever I need you for. That's still a role. Yeah. It's still a role. And to have a guy could be that, a seventh inning guy to get, you know, bridge to Suarez. Guy could come in in the third if a guy melts down. So could be long relief. And yeah. he is he's great at it. So I I know the temptation is always there. And I know it's the simple thing to look at and go, oh, just sign him and then throw him in the four or the five. I just don't know that that that's what they look at him as. And frankly, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, dude, he's a competitor. Like, we know that about Nick Martinez, one of the most demonstrative, boisterous, fired-up guys. Maybe that plays better out of the bullpen. Maybe it does, because he got some huge, huge outs for this team, and he got huge outs for this team in the playoffs. He was spectacular. And really, you know, a lot of these guys in the playoffs, Pierce Johnson's another one. I mean, the the price tag after some of their playoff performances, has, has gone through the roof. Robert Suarez, another one. Like, those guys all He's pitched. He's the one I'm nervous about. They all pitched really, really well uh, in the regular season. But when the playoffs came, and I know Suarez gave up the big bomb, but it's freaking Bryce Harper, dude. So you look at it and go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing my ass off right at the right time. And, and that's going to raise the price on these guys. So uh, I, I, I know they want to bring back everybody. AJ has said, I want to bring back Profar. I want to bring back Suarez. I want to bring back Martinez. You don't want to mess with the I chemistry get the sense of that, that team. They really re- I mean, no team has ever brought back all 25 or 26 guys or whatever. Yeah. It does not happen. But I really get the sense that they really, really liked their group last year. I, I think so, too, and I think the guys all liked each other, and I think the guys all, all got along. The problem is I think every single person, whether it's front office, coach, player, everybody would have to admit, I assume, yeah, we still need a couple of pieces. Well, you can't bring back the exact same team and add a couple of pieces. That means you're going to be losing a couple of pieces to add those guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, there are holes to fill. We know it. AJ knows it. This is the challenge for them every single year. Uh, but Robert Suarez, man, is an interesting guy. Like, I look at Robert Suarez and I say to him, young man, I would love to have you here. I would love to have you back next season. Also, go get your bag. If you can get your bag here, great. If you can't and you need to go to St. Louis or you need to go to Boston. I mean, if I'm throwing just number, random numbers out there, if, I mean, they're, if they're in the 9 to $12 million a year range, yeah. but somebody's out there and like, dude, we loved what we saw last year. We're going to give you 19 or $20 million a year. Yeah. It's like, dude, how do you? How do you say no? Come on. How do you say no? Nobody's mad at that. He, he's got closer type stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, he can close. And listen, so he also talked about. Uh, Drew Pomeranz hoping that he's ready for for 2022 or 2023. He did not pitch at all in 22. I mean, high dollar guy. Yeah, you'd love to be able to count on Drew coming back. And if you do end up losing one of those guys, Paulie, that's a guy that slots right in. But it, you know, health is is paramount for these relievers, and and none more than Drew Pomeranz would love to to see him uh, earn that big big contract that AJ gave him. And and you know, when healthy, when right. 
He's absolutely effective and electric and, and the whole thing. There's so, a lot of question marks. There's a lot. And we're in no, we're in no uh, different position than any other team right now. Let's do a quick check of traffic. We'll wrap up this segment with more Padres. Is that it? Yeah, you're good now. Okay, cool. Yeah, we just mentioned uh, Drew Pomeranz. AJ actually uh, was talking to Gwen and Chris about him yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, again, I think we saw in, in 2020 and for, for a bunch of 21, he's an impactful you know, reliever left-handed, you know, late in the game and can pitch leverage inning. So, you know, that surgery he had, you know, that flexor, uh, the, you know, the flexor surgery, you know, I think it's it's been presented in some ways as, you know, kind of, you know, that, that uh, you know, that this is the time frame, you know, for that surgery. But I think we've had more experienced guys like Craig Stammen in the past, um, you know, they have missed really, you know, at times more than, more than a year, been at least a year, you know, coming back from that. There's other guys in the big leagues that had those kind of surgeries and, or that particular surgery. And, you know, it's, 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 it takes a little longer, I think, to, to come back from that deal. So Drew's worked hard. Um, you know, I think he's in terms of like how, you know, how the surgery looks from a heel standpoint. I think it looks, you know, overall, everything we've gotten is that's in, good, in a good place. And, I think we're expecting him to come back and pitch and be be full go here uh, at the start of the season for us, and that would be a big addition to our pens getting Drew back. Yeah, it'd be huge. It, it would be huge. Austin Adams, another name Dennis Land mentioned in his piece. Couple of non tenders. Wow, forgot about him. They're expected to uh, non tender, as we know, Alfaro, saving about three point six million dollars from him. Austin Adams, the other uh, non tender candidate, he's going to make about nine hundred thousand dollars, which is you know chump change right now. In Major League Baseball, so he only pitched in two games. He had uh, the flexor tendon surgery, so he could come back. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know where he fits in. I mean, a, a power arm with a, a, a power power slider that he has, also extremely massively wild, but also hasn't really gotten to study under the tutelage of of Ruben Niebla yet either. So, yeah, man, there's still some interesting names, but I think Paramount. I think today, I would I would venture to say, Paulie. We're going to get some news on Nick Martinez, which I think Nick is a really valuable piece of this team moving forward. And if he did opt out and end up signing somewhere else, man, you know, obviously he deserves that. He earned that. But and even that doesn't mean he doesn't return. Yeah, correct. He could. They could. Like I said, like they, they, could yes, they could restructure a deal today, like this morning. They could also. He's going to go to free agency, opt out, and. In two weeks, they decide. Hey, yeah. you know what? I'm still going to come back. That's exactly right. So that's good stuff, though, from AJ on the uh, on the pitching front. And like you said earlier, uh, we're going to replay. We're going to go a little off script, and later in the show, in the nine o'clock hour, we'll replay the whole interview because there's still a lot more that AJ talked to uh, Gwen and Chris about. He talked about Manny Machado, yeah, Soto, his, him opting out. Yep. Uh, where is Where is Fernando going to play? Yeah, that old bit. Wilson Contreras. Me and Paulie, between the breaks, I was like, why are we arguing about where Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to play? I thought we weren't going to do this. And here we were, off air, <laughs> doing it. And we can we can continue to talk about it. There was a, a little nug that dropped yesterday saying that potentially maybe second base is the right spot for Fernando. I can see it. Again, I don't care. I just want him in the lineup. That, for me, being in the lineup is paramount for us to win baseball games. It absolutely has to be in the lineup. Don't really care where he hits. Don't really care where he plays this season. This season, as he's recovering, we got news on where he is. Got news on people who's watching him. <laughs> All kinds of good stuff. Padres uh, season never ends here on Ben and Woods. 97.3 The Fan. We will be right back.